भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरंचम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर नष्टायशु अभद्रेशु निगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवतीमद्भागवतम कैंटो फाइव चैप्टर फोर्टीन द फॉरेस्ट ऑफ इंजॉयमेंट टेक्स्ट फोर्टी फोर प्राथा श्रिय सुरवैर्सुरवर सदयावलोका नृपत्दचिता महता मधुद्वीवानुरक्तमनसाभवोपी फलगो Translation by His Divine Grace Sri Lo Prabhupad, Sukadev Goswami continued, "My dear King, the activities of Bharat Maharaj was wonderful. He gave up everything difficult for others to give up. He gave up his kingdom, his wife, and his family. His opulence was so great that even the demigods envied it. Yet he gave it up." It was quite befitting a great personality like him to be a great devotee. He could renounce everything because he was so attracted to the beauty, opulence, reputation, knowledge, strength and renunciation of the supreme personality of Godhead. Krishna. Krishna is so attractive that one can give up all desirable things for his sake indeed even liberation is considered insignificant for those whose minds are attracted to the loving service of the lord purport by shila prabhupad this verse confirms krishna's all attractiveness maharaj bharat was so attracted to krishna that he gave up all his material possessions Generally materialistic people are attracted by such possession atagriha kshetra sutapta vittair janasya mohayam aham mameti shrimad bhagavatam 558 one becomes attracted to his body home property children relatives and wealth In this way one increases life's illusions and thinks in terms of I and mine. The attraction for material things is certainly due to illusion. There is no value in attraction to material things for the conditioned soul is diverted by them. One's life is successful if he is absorbed in the attraction of Krishna's strength. beauty and pastimes as described in the 10th canto of shrimad bhagavatam the mayavadis are attracted to the mayavadis are attracted to merging into the existence of the lord but krishna is more attractive than the desire to merge the word abhabah means not to take birth again in this material world a devotee doesn't care whether he is going to be reborn or not he is simply satisfied with the lord's service in any condition that is 
रियल मुक्ति यहाँ जस्य हरिर्दास्य कर्मना मनसा गिरा निखिलश्यपी अवस्थासु जीवन मुक्त सा उच्चते वन हु एक्स टू सर्व कृष्णा विथ इज बॉडी माइंड इंटेलिजेंस एंड वर्ड्स इज अ लिबरेटेड पर्सन इवन विद इन दिस मेटीरियल वर्ल्ड भक्ति रसामृत सिंधु वन टू वन हंड्रेड एटी सेवन अ पर्सन हु ऑलवेज डिजायर्स टू सर्व कृष्णा इज इंटरेस्टेड इन वेज टू कन्विंस पीपल दैट देयर इज अ सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड एंड द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड इज कृष्णा दैट इज हिज एम्बिशन इट डजेंट मैटर वेदर ही इज इन हेवन और इन हेल दिस इज कॉल्ड उत्तम श्लोक लालसा ओम अज्ञानतिरंधस्य ज्ञानांजना शलाकया चक्षुरुन्मीलिताजेना तस्म श्रीगुरव नम नमो विष्णुपदाष्णपृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदातस्वामी नामिने नमस्ते सरस्वतीदेवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्नवादी पाश्चत्तिशुताणे श्रीकृष्णचैतन्य प्रभुनंद श्रीअद्वैतगदाधार शिवाशदिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जो दुस्तजानसीतिसुतसजनाधारान प्रार्था श्रियसुरवर सदयावलोका नैच्छन्नपस्तुदुचिता महता मधुर्वीट सेवानुरक्तमनसाभोपी फलगो सो आफ्टर लॉन्ग टाइम यू केम टू द वर्स लाइक ऑल दिस वाइल इट वॉज ऑल प्रोसेस एंड वॉट ए वंडरफुल वर्स इन वन वर्स Sukadev Goswami is explaining what Krishna consciousness is like. Sukadev Goswami continued, "My dear King, the activities of Bharat Maharaj was wonderful. He gave up everything difficult for others to give up. He gave up his kingdom, his wife, and his family. His opulence was so great that even the demigods envied it. Yet he gave it up." It was quite befitting a great personality like him to be a great devotee. He could renounce everything because he was so attracted to the beauty, opulence, reputation, knowledge, strength and renunciation of the supreme personality of Godhead, Krishna. Krishna is so attractive that one can give up all desirable things for his sake. Indeed, even liberation is considered insignificant for those whose minds are attracted to the loving service of the lord so <clears throat> proper is beginning uh, the purport by saying this verse confirms krishna's all attractiveness uh, what does it actually mean uh, that uh, all the features of attraction what are the features of attraction uh, the features of attraction are wealth strength beauty knowledge reputation and renunciation and krishna has them to the fullest extent we see we become attracted to uh, even any one of them uh, every everybody is attracted to beauty uh, everybody is attracted to wealth uh, and so forth everybody is attracted to fame strength knowledge and also renunciation but krishna has them in full 
And here we are getting Sukadev Goswami citing a very nice example of Bharat Maharaj. Bharat Maharaj had uh, all those opulences. He was the king of the entire earth planet. He had a beautiful wife. He had a wonderful family. He was a king, so so many people were attracted to him. So many people surrendered to him. His reputation was so great. But that Bharat Maharaj left everything. How could he do that? Why did he do that? He did that because he became attracted to Krishna's wealth, Krishna's beauty, Krishna's influence. And compared to that, he saw what he was. Although he was such a great king, compared to Krishna, he felt he was just like an insignificant ant. That's how a devotee feels. And that's why Prabhupada is in the purport it says that it was befitting him that he was such a great devotee. Like he was, from others' perspective, he was so great. But from his perspective, seeing Krishna's opulence, Krishna's fame, Krishna's beauty and uh, all the qualities of Krishna, he felt, what is this? What is this? All this, I mean, although his opulence was envied even by the demigods, his situation was envied even by the demigods. The demigods are extremely powerful, extremely opulent, uh, extremely handsome uh, and has such facilities for enjoyment. But compared to Bharat Maharaj, they felt that their situation is rather insignificant. So that is what happens when one becomes attracted to Krishna. What happened to Bharat Maharaj? Uh, Bharat Maharaj was thinking, what is this? What do I have? <laughs> like if we look at it, <laughs> like somebody may be the ruler of the entire earth planet, but when he considers that this earth planet is an insignificant portion of the universe, this universe, and there are so many universes, innumerable universes. So can you imagine like the situation, a king, when he becomes aware of the universal uh, constitution of the universe, then what becomes his uh, situation? His situation becomes so insignificant. Even the position of Lord Brahma becomes so insignificant. Uh, who is the head of this universe? Uh, he had that pride. Oh, I am Brahma. I am the head of this universe. But when he went to Krishna, the uh, attendant came and asked, So, sir, who are you? What do you want? <laughs> so, he said, well, I am Brahma and I have come to meet Krishna. So that attendant asked, which Brahma? So he said, which Brahma? <laughs> okay, the father of Narad Muni <laughs> and, uh, and he gave his identity. So uh, then he was told, okay, come. Uh, it was reported to Krishna and Krishna said, okay, he can come. So he came and he asked Krishna, uh, please, uh, when I was reported that I am Brahma, then why was I asked which Brahma? Because I think that I am the only Brahma. 
And so then Krishna showed some opulence. He made all the Brahmans come there. And our Brahma, four-headed Brahma, uh, saw one after another Brahmas are coming. Some had ten heads, some had fifty heads, some had hundred heads, some had thousand heads, some had millions head, some had zillions head. <laughs> and they all are just offering obeisances to Krishna. So that is our situation in relation to Krishna. It's not, this is not the only one Brahmanda. According to the size of the Brahmanda, the head grows. Like Brahma had four head, this means he is one of the smallest Brahmas. Four-headed Brahma is one of the smallest Brahmas. And there are Brahmas with millions of heads. So we can well imagine how big those universes are. And Krishna is the supreme creator and supreme controller of all those universes. So in this way, when you see our situation, no matter how exalted it is, compared to Krishna, it is so insignificant. Like Krishna's situation is absolute, whereas our situation is relative. In this world, everyone is thinking somebody else is better than him and greater than him. But who is the greatest? Krishna. That reminds me, once I was in Spain. In Spain, there is one place where all the rich people come at certain time in summer and they come with their uh, all their they display all their opulence by coming there uh, that is a port city so they come with the yachts uh, yacht means uh, like boats uh, they come with their, all their boats. And you know how big those boats are? Some boats have helicopter on it. And then they have their cars, most expensive cars. And they, what they do, they bring out those cars and park it. They bring the cars out of their boat. And, and it's like a small ship, actually, what they have. And uh, you get to see the most expensive cars, um, fancy Rolls Royces, Lamborghini, Ferrari, <laughs> Bugatti. <laughs> so all kinds of very, very expensive cars. And they park them in front of their, uh, in front of their, uh, uh, their in, in front of their yacht. So <clears throat> the disciple of mine who took me there, and he was telling, you know, like, I mean, these people have so much money, you know, they're so opulent. I mean, he was showing me all those places. And, you know, this disciple of mine also yeah, lives in a big house. He has a very big house in Spain. And he also has a very fancy car, uh, uh, BMW, uh, and and I told him, <clears throat> you know, in India, your situation is like the way you are thinking about. To the normal Indian, your situation is like the way you are thinking about those people. <laughs> you know, in India, huh, most of the people who think, oh, he has such a big villa in, in Spain, with big swimming pool and all these facilities and he drives all these fancy cars. You know, for them, this is such an attractive thing. <laughs> but see, you are not satisfied in your situation. <laughs> so similarly, when you go to them and speak to them, you'll find that they also are not satisfied with their situation. While they are actually displaying their opulences, they're also thinking, oh, look, he has better than me. 
I wish I could have that. So that is the material situation. No matter how opulent one is, it is totally insignificant. And like that's like we can consider like everyone is okay let me put it this way is anyone completely satisfied in this material world no we come across many many very rich people and we see that they just pour out their problems they may be so rich but they tell me about their problems oh the children are children are causing so much problems sometimes even they admit that a wife is having an affair with somebody else and they you know like and sometimes they kind of separate the marriage breaks off because she is unfaithful or he is unfaithful to her and so forth that is the material nature as i told <clears throat> this is actually vinod bihari rather vinod knows <laughs> so as i was telling him that look uh for a, for an ordinary indian just come consider when he hears that somebody has a big villa big house uh, in one of the most fancy places in uh, spain uh, which is called costa del sol the sun coast and <clears throat> has a big house nice uh, facilities swimming pool and and he has a nice fancy car uh, how how will an ordinary indian will think won't he think oh he is so opulent he is so but his situation is <laughs> i am so insignificant compared to all these people so similarly those people they will feel i am so insignificant uh, compared to some other people but ultimately where it stops krishna and when one recognizes that krishna's opulence is the highest inconceivable and the main most important thing is krishna loves me and i can love him he is waiting for me to love him <clears throat> then what happens uh, like uh, one automatically feels why am i wasting my time here A little uh, actually brahma's situation was described in garga samhita when brahma went to uh, uh, dwarka and uh, he actually asked the gopi and the gopi actually told uh, and finally told about the the universe the cre- the cre- creation of this material nature and she told that your situation like a small fruit called udumbara a small fruit uh, and inside that fruit there is an insect <laughs> and that insect thinks this is my kingdom <laughs> i am the controller of this kingdom of mine so <clears throat> and it was so relevant from krishna's perspective or from the spiritual perspective brahma's situation is like an insect but from our perspective oh lord brahma therefore <clears throat> it is important that we recognize krishna's opulence krishna's greatness krishna's beauty krishna's attractiveness then we will automatically become detached from everything and that's what happens to a devotee sometimes i meet uh, the situations when the parents of young devotees come and complain 
my son has left everything and he has become a devotee. Uh, he studied uh, so for so many years and he now became an engineer. And now see, instead of taking up a job, he has become a Hare Krishna. <laughs> The thing is, they don't understand, the parents don't understand what the children have experienced. By recognizing Krishna's exalted position, they recognize the, in, the insignificance or, uh, uh, or, or unimportantness of materialistic activities. What's the point in uh, wasting our time? Like we notice, people get so fed up working. They, they try to get a job. That is their dream. When they're young, uh, their dream is to get a job you know, with a good salary. But when they get the job, then what happens? They see they're treating him like a slave, making him work like a donkey and trying to extract them, trying to exploit them to the max. But they're stuck. They can't come out of it. They can't come out of it because they got the job and now they're thinking of getting married or they already got married and now they have to maintain their family and it's so difficult to come out of that complex situation. Therefore, the intelligent thing to do is, before you get into the entanglement of this uh, materialistic way of life, uh, don't get involved. I know the householders will feel bad, <laughs> that, as if I'm criticizing their situation. Uh, but again, I go back to the most one of the most valuable instructions I got from Srila Prabhupada was just offer this life to Krishna. Was Prabhupada wrong when Prabhupada gave that instruction to me? Uh, why did, and you know what Prabhupada told me the next? Uh, don't get involved with any woman. Uh, because that is the secret. <laughs> like, <clears throat> now the thing is, again I have to say that then Prabhupada also said that he had a problem that he hasn't been able to solve. That is, he wants all his boys to remain brahmacharis and he wants all his girls to get married. <laughs> yes, girls need to get married. Huh? And there will be plenty of people in the world who will want to get married. Huh? <clears throat> so, but the thing is, those who have accepted Krishna consciousness before getting married, huh, shouldn't our instruction to them would be... Huh, Offer this life to Krishna. And once you get married, what actually happens? Your life is shared. Huh? What is the response to the householders? Radha Champaklata. Your time is divided between your family and Krishna. Huh? So, but, you know, like the human form of life is coming with this opportunity. It's not that one cannot practice devotional service as a householder. Sure, it is possible. It is possible, but it's more difficult. It's more difficult for one individually and it's more difficult for the institution also. Because a brahmachari doesn't cost anything. Whereas householder uh, costs more than a brahmachari. <laughs> and so, you know, the institution cannot really provide. I have seen. Uh, in devotees very much involved in Krishna conscious activities, you know. But after they get married, for the time being, the institution can maintain them. But eventually, they can't. And they realize that. The householders realize that. 
when I was saying that, I was saying that Amal Bhakta was shaking his head. <laughs> he realized that. <laughs> that uh, you can't depend upon the institution for maintaining your family. Uh, and he started his business and And, and some are intelligent, uh, like Bhimal Krishna and Radha Vinod uh, and others also. Uh, they made the arrangement somewhere else so that they don't have to worry about their maintenance now. And there, where's Bhimal Krishna? Well, he's hiding his face. <laughs> and so, and yes, then it becomes very nice. Uh, husband, wife, both are joining. And like another devotee came, I must introduce you to him, Nanda Nandan. And he was working as a manager of a big export import company. And now he wants to become involved in Krishna consciousness full-time with his family. So much so that he's even sending his young son, 14, 15-year-old boy, who is in class 11, he decided to send him to the base. The son will stay in the base to study, to complete his studies uh, in indoor. And so that he and his wife can be engaged here. And his first concern actually was when he was thinking, he was telling me, Guru Maharaj, I want to take care of myself. You don't have to. But anyway, like, it is, at the same time, I also feel that the society has the responsibility. So it's a, it's a <coughs> mutual consideration. The individual who wants things that I won't take anything from the institution, but the leaders of the institution also think, no, we should provide them because of what they're doing, because of the service they're rendering. And this is how uh, our movement is going to grow. The number of brahmacharis will not be that many. Even those who are brahmachari today, many of them will get married, if not tomorrow, sometime. <laughs> and fine, I don't uh, tell them no. Uh, its choice is given to them. Uh, if you can uh, offer your life to Krishna, it's fine. But at some point, if you feel that no, you need to get married, fine, get married. <clears throat> of course, that doesn't mean that I... <laughs> it's not that I'm encouraging you to get <laughs> But there are individuals, huh? I'm seeing that, uh, they preferred uh, to uh, take up a job, carry the pursue their career, get married, and so forth. How we go through our life is not really important. The important thing is how we are going to face the end of our life. And, uh, like, let's go through our life. Uh, sometimes some will opt for remaining a brahmachari or brahmacharini. Uh, some will opt for becoming a householder. Like, in whichever situation we are in, our business is to develop our love for Krishna. Because that is what will make us remember Krishna at the time of death. Uh, not the rituals are going to make us remember Krishna. It is only our love that, is, that will make us remember Krishna at the time of death. And in order to develop our love, all these external material situations are not important. That's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Nahang vipranacha narapatir napi vaishyana sudra. Nacha grihapatir napi banastha jatirva. 
किंतु प्रदन निखिल पूर्णामृताब्धे गोपी भर्तुपद कमलयो दास And <clears throat> servant of means, Krishna means not being a servant who gets some salary at the end of the month. And that kind of service everyone is rendering to their boss, bosses outside that world. But this is a service that is rendered out of love. Rendered out of love just as the mother renders her service to her children. Just as a husband renders a service to his wife and so forth. It's a loving devotional service. It's an expression of love that you serve Krishna. Not that if I don't serve then I won't get, I'll, I'll be punished. Not that if I don't serve, sometimes some temples has a system like that. If you don't render service you won't get prasad. <laughs> It's not like that. Sometimes to discipline the devotees, some system is necessary like that. <clears throat> like we, some temples actually make that arrangement. If you don't come to Mangalarti, you won't get prasad. That forces one to come to Mangalarti. But it is not that we'll go to Mangalarti because we'll get, otherwise we'll get <laughs> Our thing should be, <laughs> We should be eager to uh, render service to Krishna. Uh, we should be eager to uh, be with Krishna. We should be eager to remember Krishna. Uh, we should be eager to distribute uh, the knowledge about Krishna. <coughs> then only we will be identified as the servant of Krishna. And when we become attracted to Krishna in this way, then oh, everything in this material nature, as the example has been given by Sukhdev Goswami of Bharat Maharaj. Uh, can you imagine he was the ruler of the entire earth planet? And his situation was so exalted that even the demigods were envious of him. But he gave up that situation. Why? Because of his attraction for Krishna. And because of his love for Krishna. Because of his love for Krishna, all the loving relationship became insignificant. Uh, of course he had his love for his wife, he had his love for children. He had his love for his friends, he had love for his citizens. But all those loving relationships became insignificant because of his love for Krishna. So, uh, we are getting such wonderful examples and let's follow those examples and mold our lives so that we can make our life successful. Thank you very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gaur Premanande. Does anybody have any question? Yes, Jamna Priya. They're all Brahmandas. They're universes. They're not planets. They're all universes with planets. Each universe has 14 planetary systems. Ah. So we have to see, we can consider <clears throat> Mahavishnu is breathing. Right? And as he breathes, each bubble that is created in the causal ocean is an universe. Right? Now, he is not breathing only through his mouth and nostrils. He is also breathing through the pore, from the pore of his, pores of his body. 
So the bubbles that are created from uh, the pores of his body compared to the bubbles that are generated from his breathing, from his mouth or nostrils, so tiny, so insignificant. Therefore, this variation. And in relation to those 14 planetary systems, those planets are. You get the point? Like, say, for example, a thousand-headed Brahma. Or you can say, uh, four-thousand-headed Brahma. So that Brahma's Brahmanda is thousand times greater than ours. And in that, there are 14 planetary systems. Right? Therefore, they are, uh, their, state, their size is in relation to that size of that universe. Right? Make sense? Yeah. Everyone there is trying to enjoy huh, the illusory energy of the Lord. <laughs> Ultimately, the functioning is not different. There, there is an earth planet, there is a heavenly planet. The 14 planetary systems are earth planet, Bhur Loka, Bhuvar Loka, Swarga Loka, Mahar Loka, Jana Loka, Tapa Loka, Satta Loka. Right? And in Sattva Brahma is situated. And then the lower planetary systems, Atal, Bital, Sutal, Mahatal, Rasatal, uh, Patal. Uh, so they're lower planets. So all they have 14 planetary systems. And what is happening? There, like a Ferris wheel, uh, they're just going up and down, up and down. Sometimes in the heavenly planets, sometimes in the hellish planet. Right? Okay. That is not the consideration. Consideration is we are traveling since time immemorial. To how many universes we have gone to is not important. But we are since time immemorial. We are just uh, traveling. Okay. Bibu Chaitanya Das. How to use the verse? Matta smritir gyanam apohanamcha in a prayer. Uh, how to use this verse? Matta smritir gyanam apohanamcha. Uh, so pray to Krishna. Krishna, please let me always remember you and never forget you. Alright? <laughs> that is mat because Krishna is the giver of uh, smriti, gyanam and also stealing it. All right. Yeah, that is, you know, that I can remember everything that I heard and read about you, and I can forget all the nonsense things. <laughs> that I have done and I want to do. <laughs> so that should be our prayer. So you give us the right import in right, you give us the right remembrance and let us forget the wrong ones. <clears throat> okay. Hmm. Prabhupada often refers to Ambarish Maharaj when describing a pure devotee 
whom did not renounce but rather engaged everything in the Lord's service also due to Param Drishtani Vartata. Both achieved the same attachment to Krishna through two apparently different paths. Is this path sujan according to the inclination of the devotee? Hmm. Yes, uh, uh, thank you Kirti Kumari. Uh, you see, Ambarish Maharaj's example is not that he, you know, as opposed to Bharat Maharaj, uh, like he was maintaining that situation but engaging uh, all his senses in serving Krishna. Uh, so, at the bottom of it, both of them maintained their loving relation to Krishna at the core of their hearts. That is what really matters. As I mentioned, the external situation is not so important. Uh, the what really matters is the uh, the love in the heart for Krishna. And when you have developed that love for Krishna, you can be situated anywhere. Just as Prabhupada quoted that verse uh, from Nectar of Devotion. Ihajasya harir dasya karmana manasa gira nikhilasapi avasthasu jivan mukta sauchati. Nikhilasapi avasthasu means in all circumstances. He may be in whichever situation he is in, he is liberated because he has engaged his. Uh, Karmana, Manasa, his body, his activities, his mind, his words in the service of Krishna. So when one does that, then externally in whichever situation he or she is in, he is liberated. Does it answer your question, Kirti Kumari? And you can, if not, then you can send another question. <laughs> yes, uh, who has a question? Yes. <clears throat> The way and what was the answer? You asked the question to somebody, or you asking me the question? Oh, you asking me the question. I mean, how to uh, avoid that kind of situation? Uh, the way to avoid the situation is by remaining in good association. Right. When one thinks of getting married at an inappropriate age, I would say. Uh, been a brahmachari until the age of 50 and then at 51 he thinks of getting married to a 22 year old girl uh, right why does it happen because there is no one to tell him what's happening with you you are in Maya Prabhu uh, because no one is telling them that's why they are plunging into that and they are not either that or they are not willing to listen to any good advice Why, you know, like, you know, let's remember that instruction of Srila Prabhupada. Offer this life to Krishna. That's what Prabhupada is expecting from everyone. Now, if you have offered so many years of your life, the prime of your youth, in serving uh, Krishna in devotional service, then why at certain age you think of changing your mind and get married? All right. So anyway, so the answer to your question is uh, remain in good association. Because the good association will remind you the wonderful benefit of Krishna consciousness. Any other question? Yeah. 
for not attending morning program. And at the same time, it should not be that because of pressure, they should attend the morning program. Well, my question is, while practicing Krishna consciousness, while mm. following the strict rules and regulations, mm. should we try to cultivate a spontaneous mode separately or at the end it will spontaneous <coughs> You see, just like uh, you can't expect children to spontaneously study. Right? The children have to be forced. Or you can't expect the children to eat on their own. You have to force. Similarly, those who are children in the spiritual life, that means those who did not really develop spiritually, for them there is certain, you know, certain restrict, certain disciplining process is necessary. Okay. Okay, last question. Yeah, read Prabhupada's books. And you'll see time and time again, Prabhupada is reminding you the importance of using this life in serving Krishna. Good association means reading Prabhupada's books. And that association you can never be deprived of. Anywhere, at any point in time, you can have that association. Prabhupada's books. Okay. Krishna Piddas, Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, Pam Ho. Do we have to completely free ourselves from greed? And <coughs> if not, then up to what extent we should have greed and what of what type? Yes, greed can also be Krishna conscious. Tatra Lola Mekam Mullamatram. You can buy Krishna consciousness with greed. <laughs> Actually, the way to buy Krishna consciousness is with greed. Mullam means price. With the price of greed. So turn your greed to get Krishna's mercy. Uh, thank you, Hare Krishna. <coughs> Gold Premanande Hare Hare. Srila Prabhupada ki.